Hi, welcome to the Pale Stale Male Detox, your patriarchal colonoscopy for the week. I'm I'm Izzy and I'm here with my friend Shivani and we're going to talk about um, how much areas of... we hate... How much we hate non-diverse working conditions and areas of society. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Pale Stale Male Detox is about removing white men from culture and society no i'm kidding it's about celebrating <laughs> i'm actually not. i'm really not, She's not kidding <laughs> it's about celebrating people who aren't old white men um particularly in areas where they're a minority and where they need kind of support and um just help getting their name out there so we can finally have cool workplaces and where people aren't marginalized which would be nice wouldn't it <laughs> Yeah, sounds a little yeah. bit like um, Martin Luther King had phrased it better, I think. But yeah. your sentiment is still there. Yeah, you know, I've got the the power behind it, but just not the organisational drive. Yeah. I'm like Martin Luther King without the admin assistant. <laughs> really bad at admin. Right? Yeah. Yeah, would you say so? I yeah, think that's fair. Yeah, really bad admin. I think that's a fair comparison. <laughs> Apart from being a white, middle-class, privileged Blonde female, lady, yeah. we're basically the same. <laughs> We're trailblazers, that's what we are. We're freedom fighters. He, uh, he would probably say the same thing about you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we'd get on. I think you He's would. He's a cool guy. I think you'd be friends. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this podcast is about celebrating people who aren't old white men. Um, well, actually, you know, if that old white man is, is gay, old white straight men, we've got to make full clarification. So we like old gay men. Yes. Old white gay men. Yes. Just not the straight ones. And we probably should add a cis in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many yeah. things, but pale, stale male detox is kind of... I think stale male covers it all. Yeah. Like, if you're a stale, stale male, male, then... Also, it's more like an ideological thing, like if your ideas are stale. Yeah. Yeah. It runs deep. It runs deep. So also, many layers. I just had visions of, like, drinking a juice um, made out of, like, <laughs> like a nice juice <laughs> detox kind of thing. But for people... <laughs> like flushing out bad people from your life. This is like a very um, New Year's resolution kind it of It is. Perfect kind of for January. The there end you of go. January. Don't join a gym. Listen to this instead. <laughs> so um, also it's not about hating men. It's giving other people a platform and talking about other people. Cause it's men about get... loving other people. That's so true. We're all yeah. about love. And white men get a lot of love. No, I mean, not not by us, but by <laughs> the media and by money. Money kind of loves them quite a lot. So jobs, yeah, just employment opportunities, redistributing. I think is a, is a good word. Yeah, because um, you know, there's a backlash to people using the the phrase "pale stale male," and guess who is annoyed about the use of that phrase? Pale stale males. Yes, Shivani, you are correct. That's Shit, right. Son. It's it's like it's like you've got um we've got access to the internet and we know that <laughs> this this stuff happens all the time. Yeah, that's true. Um so yeah, the reason that uh I decided to start doing this people with people is well I started off doing like a sort of media detox, so I tried to not consume any media that was just made or just showed white men. So like the news is kind of hard to do because if it's just presented by uh, a white dude and then there's also just white people white men making that news to give to them then that's just even if it's it can't really truly be objective because it's just it's completely skewing it in terms of certain people's frame of reference so i just like watch loads of tv shows which had no white people in 
and then watch Netflix is really easy to do that on the Netflix BBC. Is great. They not have like they, they separate it all into genres. They do black as a genre, <laughs> yeah. like which I didn't know. It was helpful for me, but I don't know whether that's an okay thing. <laughs> I found it really great because I was like, great, no white people in it. Perfect. Let's watch that. But I, I really like it because I also like not watching white people on TV because yeah. everything's about white people. And I like accents. I like hearing accents on TV yeah. that aren't British or like London centric. Yeah. Because London isn't the centre. Yeah. Or like American, but Americans like everything's made there. But other yeah. accents. Yeah. So it's nice to have like a kind of open your eyes a bit and it's such an easy way to do it as well it's such an easy way because you're consuming they do something it for you. They, they're doing it for you you're not you don't have to like go out and find it it's literally right there and you can even i think honestly like watching tv from not even other cultures just made by or featuring people from other cultures kind of does it's a small step to widening your sort of worldview you're really which... pulling out all the old quotes aren't you Sort of, yeah. I'm a, <laughs> a bit of a cliche. It's a small step. Do I sound like I'm on like a spiritual gap year? Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a media gap year, that's what I'm on. Netflix gap year. You sound like you spent like a year just studying the media and yeah. in, in Vietnam or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it would be like a cool idea to do it for other areas of society, like learn about people who aren't... Um, who are like kicking ass and like coming up through the ranks of places where they haven't done in the past because I think it's healthy for everyone it's good to get a bit of balance and um yes this is like a fun way to do it what kind of areas are people kicking ass in but they're not getting the representation they need so things like chefs a lot of white men are chefs and you don't get a lot of female chefs you f- women get tend to get called cooks, yeah. and men get and you, to can, you, tend you to call chefs. That, like, because women are always the ones to be told to be in the kitchen. Yeah, They'd be better chefs. And then men are like, actually, no, not like that. <laughs> I'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, uh, religious leaders. Although that's not just necessarily white men. That's like there's fa- yeah. barely any like female religious leaders. Uh, publishers is a good one. If like. To be fair, the highest religi- religious lead of all is woman. God is a woman, so... Yeah, actually, you know what? That's true. Let's let's scrap this. Actually, that was my point, but we're, we're done now. <laughs> we've done it's it. It's over. God's a woman. We've, we've won. Yeah, that's feminism. <laughs> yeah, cool. So that's that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Wrap this up in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Things like um, publishers, so people who are sort of like a gateway to... Um, the, the media and things that we so if you know if you have a just a old white guy controlling what's get what gets published there's going to be certain things that they don't aren't interested in or they aren't don't know about and that's going to reduce the, the spectrum of stuff that's available for other people to buy so that's like a really important bottleneck of um, yeah. ideas to look at and to get published don't a lot of female authors either change their names or use initials so yeah. that they are taken more seriously as yeah, authors that's so true they have to change their names they have to now like still now like, yeah it's ridiculous yeah it's uh pretty crazy but yay patriarchy <laughs> um artists that's another one a lot of, like it's really difficult for women to get put in galleries to get prizes like there's um an exhibition at the moment rachel whitehead in the tate Okay. And um, she was the first person to win the t- first woman to win the Turner Prize in 1993. Like 
of of all the years that it's been of going all on. all the years. I don't actually know how many years it's been <laughs> going on. I'm going to look it up. A lot of years. Yeah. So, like, artists... Have you heard of um, Gorilla, Gorilla Girls? Yeah. Yeah. So they do loads of statistics about um, how many women are in galleries and do women have to be naked to get into the Met and things because all the most of the nudes in art galleries are women but hardly any of them are women female artists so that's a good one um cult leaders most cult leaders are men and how do cults end usually pretty badly (laughs) (laughs) um and festival headliners so like a few years ago beyonce was the first female artist to headline glastonbury in something like some crazy amount of years, like Ever. 20 years. Beyonce could headline Glastonbury every day and people would still turn up. Yeah. Glastonbury all through the winter, just Beyonce <laughs> cranking out the same tunes every day. You know people would turn up though. Yeah, you they know would. it's not a bad idea. Yeah. They would make so much money back. They could make enough money to have the whole thing covered in like a 4G turf instead of having the grass because yeah, every then, year the grass gets And then you could get rid up. of the mud and it'd be fine. Yeah. And then there wouldn't be any mud. People might not even go if there was no yeah, mud. That's kind no of why people, people go, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, people go for the mud. They all want to wear the Hunter wellies. They do. <laughs> Hunter, oh my God, that welly company would do so badly if they stopped the mud. <laughs> yeah, they would imagine? be out of business. Maybe they're in like cahoots with Glastonbury where they're like, okay, you guys don't put down 4G turf Ooh. and we won't. Is it 4G turf? Well, you like Astro turf. Yeah. 4G is like a type of Astro. Yeah, don't put it down and we will keep supplying wellies yeah um what was it okay, i wonder just... if those companies both run by pale stale males probably they're probably in <laughs> they have like a boys club don't well, coachella they? is and like the owner of coachella is really bad isn't he a trump uh funder he's a trump funder yeah he's like he funds anti-abortion stuff he funds oh like anti-homosexual stuff ah yeah he's a and everyone who's like there is gay and hates Trump, pretty much. Oh, how awful. So, yeah, um, the first, Susanna Vega was the first female to headline the festival in 1989. So then Beyonce's the second one. I don't even know. I don't know. Well, she's pretty, she's probably pretty kick ass if she was doing that. Or maybe um, she did it so badly because one woman represents all women. <laughs> did you not know that? Yeah, that that one act didn't do very well, and the headliners were like, "Never again." Never a woman. Not for at least twenty years. <laughs> maybe maybe even thirty. You 30 know, years. just to it's make it be thirty years, just yeah. to be safe. Have that I think extra ten years of cushion. Just be really safe. Super yeah. super safe. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So that those will be some topics that we might be covering in the coming weeks. And I think next week we're going to be doing the fashion industry because even though it makes all these clothes for women and markets to women, a lot of the top fashion houses and couture houses are still run by men. And growing up, you're always told that fashion sort of stuff is like a girly thing to be into. Yeah. And like boys don't care about that. Boys care about playing outside. Boys taking the piss out of girls being interested in fashion and then they go off and run the bloody fashion houses. They take our jobs. Doesn't make... They take our jobs. They take our jobs. (laughs) (laughs) They do. I can say that because I'm brown. So annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Just for clarification, not that you needed to, Shivani is brown and I am white. Just in case you needed a little help with the visualisation thing. Shivani sitting to my left. She's wearing a red t-shirt, a black bandana, and she is brown. And I am here sitting in a black t-shirt, blonde hair, white. There you go. <laughs> All done. 
Um, oh, we should do a woman of the week as well. So my woman of the week is Ali Reisman, who gave her evidence in the Larry Nasser trial. Oh, yeah. You know, the yeah. gymnast coach. Yeah. So she gave this amazing speech. She So she's been sexually assaulted by him and she came up in court and literally looked him straight in the eye for some of it and was like, Larry, you you abused me which is nice. incredible and i think that she's there's about there's a, a total of about 104 i think it's 104 people who've been abused by him and they're all going to come forward and give some sort of statement but hers is incredible it's like this 40 minute video of her whole speech and she calls out um not just larry but like the power structure that enabled him so the whole the gut the usa gymnastics governing body and nice or the, the, even the venue that it was held at and saying like, why have you let him get away with this? You're the one who, you're, you're, that organizational body was the one who let him do this stuff. And when people complained, they ignored him. They ignored the parents and the child. They were backing him all the way. His speech is so incredibly powerful. It's so, so like badass. And she was looking him in the eye for, for a lot of it. Just would like read her speech, look him in the eye. And apparently he complained it was part of his plea deal to have um, to have this, like this, he, him be there as the witness gave witnesses gave their statements. And apparently, he said to the judge that it was too like mentally. So he was hiding his face for some of it, like he couldn't actually look at them because what they were saying was like so cutting. And he Aww, pleaded. He was he like, had man feelings. I know. He like perfectly sums up the my favorite quote to use in the face of men throwing fits at stuff, which is. When you're coming from privilege, equality feels like oppression. I've I've yeah. I've heard you use this phrase. So it's many a great times. phrase. It is a great phrase. It shuts shuts people shuts down, it down in a really nice way. Yeah. Really nice, like thoughtful, friendly way. Yeah, and it's kind of like you've got the upper hand because you were polite as well. You weren't like, hey, you're a douchebag. Yeah. You were like You're a douchebag but politely. I think it would be better if it rhymed yeah if it was like a mm. rhyming thing that would be even more powerful yeah everything's more powerful when it rhymes yeah so my woman of the week is halsey who uh had a very powerful poem i think it was that she presented at the women's march and it was incredible it was the women's march that was on the anniversary of the, the most recent march. Yeah, the one, the one, the one that happened at the week the anniversary of the um, the president's. Was it the day after Trump's inauguration? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. So yeah, we so, should bleep that word out. Yeah, actually. yeah, that that should definitely be a swear word on this. Have show. you seen Broad City? No. That was one of the. That was oh, that is a great show to get into for some male detoxing. Um, and in this, the most recent series, every time they say the word Trump, it gets like bleeped out love it <laughs> so love good it. i'm gonna watch it just for that because it's perfect because he thrives off attention so literally not even saying his name <laughs> is the worst thing for him it's amazing yeah so her her poem was amazing it was like absolutely outstanding she basically calls out this cycle of abuse she's had in her life and how even though like she's worked all this way to become halsey like it's motherfucking halsey yeah she's still a victim of this abuse and it's just it's powerful she she is a recording artist for listeners who may not know who she is go and check her out check her out and then watch that 40 minute clip yeah and then watch broad city yeah and then you'll feel super empowered by the time you've done all of that you can listen to our next episode yeah oh and watch ali reisman's video which is on um i watch it on the guardian but it's on youtube yeah go and watch all that and don't watch any news coverage by men or anything that involves a man really yeah 
Or just, you know, try and avoid it. Just try when you're, like, and balance things out. When you're like on the train and stuff, out. just like block them out, cover your eyes. <laughs> yeah. It'll make That's your journey idea. so much more satisfying. <laughs> it will be, and you will feel so much happier when you get to work. It'll be a great day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thanks for listening. And next week we will be back talking about the fashion industry. Cool. See you next week. Bye. Bye.